Greetings and welcome to the Prometheus Project Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Bist. Thank you for joining me on this exploration of creativity. I think it's safe to say that most of us get into our respective art form because we have that need to create. But there's also a part of us that wants to be noticed, to be seen, to be read, appreciated. In other words, we want to be successful. <laughs> we want to get paid, maybe and sign autographs. We want a little bit of that spotlight as a way to confirm that we've made it. Unfortunately for the majority of us, that's not going to happen. Oh, we may get the occasional positive review and have someone buy one of our paintings at a flea market or one of our books online, but we aren't going to be getting calls to go on tour with our work or appear on interview shows. We'll continue to work in relative obscurity, doing what we love, just because. But the reason success is the topic of this episode is because I saw a post on a message board recently. It was asking older writers how it felt to know that, at this point in their careers, they'd never be successful. Now, I was a little offended by that question. Not because I'm older. Not that old, thank you very much. But I've been writing professionally for over 25 years. Not all of it has been fiction. I've done grant writing, copywriting, script writing, worked as a reporter. In my mind, all that writing, along with my fiction and nonfiction publications, is impressive. I mean, no, I'm not rich by any stretch of the imagination. Hell, I work a regular full-time job just to pay the bills. Writing doesn't do that for me. And no, I'm not going to get recognized on the street or asked for a selfie or an autograph. But does that mean I'm not a successful writer? I was paid for my work. People responded to my work. I received some nice letters and emails from people who read articles I'd written. I even had people thank me for the things they learned in the training classes I wrote in the public and private sectors. Of course, this isn't the same as seeing my name on a bestseller list or having an agent or a manager on payroll. And yeah, I don't have a publishing contract and I don't have a slate of books listed at the online bookstores. So where do I draw the line and say, once I cross this, I'm officially successful? I think it comes down to perspective. We all have different ideas of what it means to be successful. For example, when I was a kid, I thought success was having money, a big house, a nice car, hot wife, and the ability to do what I wanted when I wanted. It also meant that everyone would know who I was, wanted to hang out with me, wanted a piece of me. I was obviously naive back then. I mean, as I grew older, my ideas about success began to mature. I began to think about owning my own place, having a partner who loved and supported me, a decent job, and the ability to make ends meet without living paycheck to paycheck. Being famous fell away like a bag forgotten on the roof of my car. I was thinking about what it meant to be successful and realized that I didn't care about fame or fortune. I just wanted to be happy. For some people, though, they want all the glitz and glamour. They want to be known, be the center of attention, have money falling out of their pockets and an entourage of hangers-on following them everywhere. I mean, I guess that's okay. To each his own, right? But I don't think these people realize all the baggage that comes from being that kind of famous. There's a loss of privacy, constant interlopers trying to get a piece of you. You never know if people are really your friends or if they're just leeching off of you. I wouldn't want to live like that. It, I don't know, it seems miserable to me. 
Well, then there are others who measure success on how many of their self-published books are purchased, or how many likes they get on Twitter or Instagram, how many upvotes they get on Reddit. Unfortunately, many people judge their own self-worth on things like this. Sales, reviews, likes. None of it really matters. I mean, sure, having people pay for a copy of your book is wonderful. But just because they bought a copy doesn't mean they're going to read it or even like it, right? So using sales as a measure of success isn't truly meaningful. Same with your sales rank on Amazon or how many followers your social media accounts have. Hell, half of them can be bots or people who follow and never pay attention to anything you post. I know people who take this stuff way too seriously. They constantly monitor their accounts, which to me is like watching a pot waiting for the water to boil. The more you look, the longer it's going to take. I've seen people get mad and depressed when they don't get instant responses to their posts and uploads. And yes, studies have shown the detrimental effects of social media on mental health. Too many people all vying for attention means that most are going to get lost in the background noise. There's only room for a few to get noticed, and even then, short attention spans means that people will eventually lose interest and move on to some new distraction. What I'm getting at is that we can't base our definition of success on outside indicators. I know you're probably asking yourself, well then, Richard, how do I base, what do I base my success on? And that is a very good question. The thing is, you are the best judge of that. Like I mentioned a few moments ago, success means different things to different people. For me, I used to think success was about money and fame. It was all about the big wins, getting to the top of the bestseller list, having unlimited cash, being recognized in public. But eventually, I realized two things. All that stuff is fleeting. Sure, it may be great for a while, but it never lasts forever. And when it does fade away, what do you do? Here's something to think about. I recently read that the average career length for a professional actor is two years. That's the average career length. So for every Robert De Niro or Meryl Streep, there are thousands and thousands of unknowns who had a few brief moments in the spotlight, but then ended up working in relative obscurity at an auto parts store in Madison, Wisconsin. Does that mean these people were unsuccessful? No, not to me. They achieved something they wanted to do. They wanted to be professional actors, and they did that. It's just that it didn't last long. That doesn't mean they failed. There was a point in my life when I realized that I needed to reassess my idea, my concept of success. I took a look at where I was, what I was doing, and what I wanted to achieve, then set my assessment based on that. Basically, I started to look at the smaller victories as measures of success. By this time, I'd already been writing and getting published for a few years, but I wasn't satisfied. I was still worried about hitting it big, but once I reassessed things, I realized that I was already successful. What I mean is that I can feel successful without the fame and fortune. In fact, I can make my own success. So, for example... I published my first short story collection late last year. You've heard me talk about it. Now, I've been wanting to publish a book for years. It was one of my main goals in life. But I knew that going through the traditional publishing route, finding an agent, a publisher, all that crap, it could take years. Or it might never happen. So I decided to self-publish. 
And the thing to keep in mind here is that all I cared about was getting the book uploaded and that's it. I honestly don't care about sales. I mean, sure, if people buy copies, I'm thrilled, but that's not the point. I just wanted to get it published. That's all. And I succeeded. And no, it's not my first published book. It, that was a nonfiction book I wrote about uh, Florida State University back in the early 2000s. I wrote that as a contractor, so in a way it wasn't my book. But this short story collection is mine, all mine. Wrote, edited, designed the cover. Uh, it's a photo I found uh, via Creative Commons license. But seeing that listed online, that was a proud moment for me. But success can be even more low-key than that. I find that just completing a short story, getting to write the end, gives me immense satisfaction. I think that every short story I finish writing and rewriting is a success. I feel that I put a lot of work into my fiction. I work really hard at it. Why shouldn't I count each one of those as a little victory? You see where I'm going with this, right? It's not about the bells and whistles and confetti and glitter. Success should be about something personal, something precious to you. Don't get me wrong, I'd still love to see one of my books on the New York Times bestseller list. I mean, what author wouldn't? But I don't gauge my self-worth as a writer by that. Here's another fun fact for you, and an example of my weirdness. Back in the mid-1990s, I decided to submit some of my poems for publication. I'd already had a handful of articles published and at least one short story, but I felt that my poems needed some love too. So the first thing I did was filter through all the poems I'd written to find the one I felt was the best, and then I submitted it to The New Yorker. Yes, yeah, probably one of the best literary magazines out there. It's amazing writing. Now, I knew they were going to reject it outright. I was, and still am, pretty much unknown. At the time, I barely had any publishing credits. And sure enough, I received a nice form letter in the mail a few weeks later saying, thanks, but no thanks. You see, I figured that if I was going to have my poem rejected, I wanted the first rejection to come from one of my favorite publications. And in fact, I still have that rejection letter. It's a little bit yellowed and dusty, but it's tacked to a corkboard next to my computer. It's a badge of honor, and in my mind, a success. I got what I wanted. I think that a lot of writers end up discouraged by what they deem a lack of success. But the thing is, it doesn't have to be that way. We can make our own successes. We don't need the acknowledgement of others, although it's nice. It's the same with sales figures, reviews, recognition on the street. All of that, while nice, should be icing on the cake, but not the cake itself. If we focus on the little victories, the everyday successes, then we have much more to be happy about. We can stay motivated. Instead of worrying if you'll ever sell a copy of your book, just be proud that you finished that sucker. You got it written just the way you wanted it, and you can pull it up at one of the online bookstores anytime you want. Did you spend two months working on a short story and finally got it polished just the way you want? Then celebrate. You succeeded in completing another story. And yes, this can apply to anything in your life, any type of creative project. It doesn't matter if you're writing, painting, making music, tossing clay, even making decoupage. Any project you complete is a success. And anything beyond that, like a good review, a sale, or simply a, hey, I like that from a stranger, that's just an extra bonus. 
All right, so for this show closeout, I'm going to make it about the season. As I record this, it's uh, late January. Unfortunately, because of the weird weather patterns, it's been almost 80 degrees here in North Florida. It's finally starting to cool off some. But where you are, it may be a bit colder. Or warmer. Either way, look outside for a few minutes. doesn't matter where you are, in a car, on a bus, in your home, at the office. Just take a moment to look outside and take in the weather. Is there a snow-covered landscape, slush on the sidewalks and along the curbs, on the rooftops? Or is it raining? Is the sun shining through the branches and reflecting off the windows of other buildings? Whatever your view, take it in, absorb it. Think about how it makes you feel. Do you feel warm? Cold? Did you shiver? Do you wish you were outside? Do you wish you were someplace warmer or someplace colder? Embrace that feeling you have right now. Now with those feelings, create something. Write, draw, sing, dance. Whatever you feel like doing, do it. Express those feelings you have from the weather outside. But don't think about it. Don't think about what you're doing. Just do it. It's a creative exercise and overthinking will destroy the mood. Let those feelings carry you along. Stir your imagination. Let the feelings of the season lead you. All right. So as always, I'd love to hear from you. Drop me a line via the contact form on my website. Or you can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, walking down the street. I'm always open to suggestions for future episodes. And if you're enjoying the show, please feel free to drop some coin in the tip jar on the podcast page at richardbiss.com. It'll always go towards the hosting costs. Until next episode, cheers.